Hey everybody, happy Good Friday, and welcome to a time of sharing the word of the Lord and just taking a moment to reflect on not only what we're experiencing and what we have been experiencing, but more importantly, to reflect on the word of God and what does the word of the Lord say to us and instruct us to do in these times. It's been in a very interesting uh several weeks uh, since we've been quarantining, social distancing or physical distancing, however you want to look at it, uh, live streaming. Uh, so many things have changed and they have changed so quickly. And we're going to take tonight and tomorrow night and Sunday to, to deal with it and to deal with it in the context of what it really means from the Lord's perspective and how the Lord wants us to engage this moment in our life. Because we're here and it's here and it's something we're going to have to continue to deal with until the appointed time. And so we're going to do that tonight. I welcome you. I'm glad you're tuning in. We're going to have a good time in the fellowship of the Lord and his word uh, tonight. Uh, I do want to announce that tomorrow night at 7 o'clock you want to tune in again to the live stream because we're going to be receiving from the ministry of Brother Lawami Diaz. He, of course, is one of the very uh, outstanding preachers that Tree of Life Church loves and loves to receive from. And so he's got a special message that he's going to be delivering to the Tree of Life Church. You don't want to miss that. That's tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. And on Sunday morning at 1030, uh, we're going to be having our Resurrection Sunday service. I'm going to be preaching the word of the Lord in that service, and we're going to have a great time again in his presence. On Sunday evening at 8 o'clock, we're going to have again a prayer call with our uh, health care personnel and the frontline uh, first responders, uh, essential workers, uh, those that are engaged and involved with, uh, with what is going on in our world today. And, uh, we wanna, and we've been doing this, we want to continue to provide them with a time of prayer and sharing of the Word of God before they do, in fact, hit those front lines uh, the next morning on Monday. So uh, if you would like to be a part of that call, or if you know somebody that would like to be a part of that call, please inbox us at the Facebook page of the Tree of Life Church and we can get that information to you, and it'll be a blessing. It'll be a blessing. And so we want to make that available uh, Sunday night at 8 o'clock. It's going to be a great weekend, and we're going to start right now looking into the Word of the Lord. This is Good Friday. This is when we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ paid it all, and that he suffered, bled, and died for us on Calvary's cross. And when you look at Calvary, you, you can't just look at, at Calvary in its in itself, because you have to understand that God had been giving this message of the Lamb being slain from the foundation of the world. This was a message that he had delivered to his people Israel for many years, and it began on a night called Passover. That's also what we're celebrating right now. Calvary was the fulfillment of the Passover. The Lamb that was involved at Passover is reflective and is a type and a shadow of the Lamb of God, which is Jesus Christ. John said he was the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. And so when we talk about the crucifixion of Jesus, we have to go back 
to that first night of Passover and understand exactly what Jesus was fulfilling for his people and what he still fulfills today. As you may know, Calvary, we call it Good Friday when Jesus was crucified, but that day that he was crucified, I I doubt anybody really had that word good in mind because that word good seems to denote that there is some kind of goodness involved. That day didn't seem to be good at all because it was full of anguish and pain and sorrow and agony. And, And yet Jesus knew exactly what he had come to do. He had come to take away the sins of all mankind. All who put their faith in him and are obedient to his word, he was going to take upon him their sins, our sins, your sins and mine. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. And he was going to take those sins to the old rugged cross. And they would be nailed there. And they would be crucified with Christ. And so it was an amazing thing. But good, that's not really the word that perhaps came to mind on that day. That day seemed terrifying. The sun went dark. The earth did quake. The veil was rent in the temple from the top to the bottom. It was a devastatingly sad and tragic day on the actual day of his crucifixion. But we know, thank God, the rest of the story. And we understand that he rose from the dead and that that was the purpose of him dying. But Jesus was crucified at Passover because he was fulfilling what began hundreds of years earlier at the Passover. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. From the book of Exodus chapter 12, beginning with verse 1, the word of the Lord says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the house wherein they shall eat it. There was a reason why. They were doing these things. The Lord was giving them the recipe for protection. That night, like the day of Christ being crucified, was going to be a dreadful and terrifying experience. That night, like the crucifixion of Christ, was going to be utterly awful. Like the day we're living in right now, there is a lot of pain and heartache in our world right now, and it ranges from one end of the spectrum to the other. We obviously are dealing with a, a rogue virus 
that the world has not really an idea of how to control. They're doing their best. Not only is it a rogue virus that we're dealing with that people can contract and they can suffer from, but we're also dealing with the economic impact of people who have had to, have had to go on unemployment, people who have lost jobs, people who have been laid off, people who don't know exactly what job will be awaiting them when this quarantine, when this social distancing, when this economic downturn is over. And there's a lot of anxiety. There, there are people grieving lost loved ones or people grieving a, a loved one who's in a hospital by themselves, unable to be comforted by family. There's just so much pain and anguish right now. And there was pain and anguish at the cross of Calvary. And there was pain and anguish on this night in Exodus chapter 12. We're getting a glimpse in the scriptures of what to do in moments like these. The answer was the lamb. I want to point just a few things out. Number one, I want to point out to you that the scripture says in verse 2, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. This month shall be the first month of the year to you. The Lord was telling Moses, and he was telling Aaron, that this, I'm getting ready to, to there's going to be a pass-through of God's judgment upon the firstborn of every house. And there's only one way to escape this wrath of God, and that is to have the blood of the Lamb painted on the doorpost. It's going to be a night of anguish. It's going to be a night of what seems to be terrifying realities and and they're going to there's going to be a lot of heartache but this isn't just a night of heartache this is the beginning of months to you this shall be the first month of the year to you in other words i'm resetting things and what looks like it's the end of all things is actually going to be the beginning when we looked at this situation developing in our world just a few weeks ago, it looked like the end of the world. There was a lot of apocalyptic language being used. There were, there were a lot of things that seemed like, I don't know how this can get any worse. We literally cannot go to our jobs and work. A lot of people, some can, and a lot of people cannot. We, 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 we're afraid of even walking into a grocery store because we're afraid of what surface the virus might be on or who might be a carrier of the virus. And fear filled the streets and, and, and busy intersections looked like ghost towns. It was just really strange. It looked like the end, just like it looked like the end in Exodus chapter 12. Everybody vacated what they were doing and how they were living and they entered into their homes and they shut the doors and, they, and every man was separated unto his house. And the Lord said, I know this looks like the end, but it's actually the beginning. I know this looks like the, the final straw in life, like it couldn't get any worse. And you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that this was the last plague that came upon Egypt. Egypt had gone through several severe plagues and an inundation of frogs, dust, dust turned into lice. Imagine if all the dust in your home quickly turned to lice in a moment. Water was turned into blood, and cattle was dying of, of mysterious uh, illnesses. And, and then 
And then this was the culmination, that there was a strange death that passed through the land. And the firstborn of every house was taken. And, and it looks like the end of days. But God said, Moses and Aaron, I know it looks like the end, but it's actually the beginning. And I want you to know tonight, this may look like the end, but God has a brand new beginning for you a brand new beginning for your family, a brand new beginning for your life. This does not have to be the end of your faith, the end of your life plan. This doesn't have to be the end of, of all that you had hoped for. No, no, reset your thinking and understand God's going to bring you through this and he's going to bring your family through this. And for the saint of God, I want you to know that even if the worst case scenario does develop, we know good brothers and sisters that, that we love, that we're learning. Some people have succumbed to this virus, and it is a tragic and sad thing. But at the same time, we understand our hope is not only in this world. If we only had hope in Christ in this world alone, then we would be of all men most miserable, the Apostle Paul said. But we do not only have hope in this world. Our hope is beyond this world. Our hope is beyond this life and so this is a day of beginnings for the church. This is a day of beginnings for you and a day of beginnings for your family. We rebuke those feelings of anxiety and fear in Jesus' name. They have no hold on you. God said, Moses and Aaron, it's going to get dark out there. It's going to look bad and it's going to be sad and you're going to hear reports of a lot of things going awry and people suffering, but but I want you to know that this is the beginning for you. And I don't know what you may have suffered from in this calamity that we're all dealing with and experiencing. But I do want you to know it's a day of beginning, not a day of finality. Let it be a finality to the things that were destructive to you. Let it be a finality of your bondage in Egypt. Let it be a finality of the slavery that has held you in captivity, but don't let it be the finality of your faith. Don't let it be the finality of your joy. No, 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 no. This is the beginning of months for you. This is the day that the Lord hath made. As, as tough as it is, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And you know how we treat days that the Lord hath made? We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, hallelujah. And so, so I, I just want to point that out. The Lord told Moses and Aaron, this is the beginning for you. And then I, I want to point out to you that they separated themselves unto their house. Every man to his house. Every man to his father's house. And I think that's worth noting because that's what we've had to do in this season of quarantine. We've had to separate ourselves unto our homes. We've had to distance ourselves from life as we knew it. And we separated every man to his house. Now those who are super social are having a tough time with that. And those that are maybe a little more introverted are, aren't too complaining too much. But, but however your case may be, it's where we are right now, separated unto our house. What do we do with that? I'll tell you what we do with that. We take advantage of the opportunity to draw closer to God. We take advantage of the opportunity to, to be grateful maybe for the things that we stopped being grateful for. We take advantage of the opportunity 
to shepherd our homes and lead the people that we love and are, and are in our sphere of influence to lead them in paths of righteousness. We're seeing young people repent. We're seeing children get baptized. We're seeing families praying at the altar in their living room. We're, we're seeing people turn to God in droves. People who had dismissed the scriptures are now looking to God. You know, I think when we hear about the Great Depression, younger generations, I mean, it's a thing of history. But the Great Depression is not just a thing of history. It's something that could develop and we've seen how quickly it can develop. We don't want depression to be a defining landmark in our life. We want the joy of the Lord to be our strength. So we separate ourselves unto our home and, and we get our house in order and we draw closer to God. The third thing I want to point out about this night was the centrality of the lamb. It was all about the lamb. Go take a lamb. And, the, and, and notice what the Bible says. It says that, that, the lamb was, that the lamb was a male lamb and he was without blemish and he was to be kept until the 14th day of the same month. Now, if you've been uh, listening long to the Tree of Life Church uh, feed, you understand seven and seven are significant because it refers, it's a, it's a type and a shadow of the seven spirits of God sevening the Messiah and sevening us or perfecting us, completing us. So the fact that the lamb was kept until the 14th day of the month is significant. It was a set of two sevens. And this lamb was not just a lamb by itself. This lamb was, was a representative, a foreshadowing, a type of the lamb that we're celebrating tonight, that we're celebrating this weekend. Just as it had to be a male lamb without blemish, Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh, becoming a man just like you and I, without blemish. And that's the difference. Kept under the 14th day of the same month, this lamb of Exodus 12, Jesus Christ was completely perfected in that he grew in wisdom and in stature. The seven spirits of God or the seven expressions of the spirit of God moving upon him and Jesus Christ was sinless, spotless, blemishless, just like this lamb was blemishless. This lamb had to be crucified. Jesus had to be crucified. This lamb had to be slain. Jesus had to be crucified. I I want us to understand that the centerpiece of that home was the lamb. When you're separated unto your home, let the lamb of God be the centerpiece of your home. When you're separated away from your peers, away from your work, away from the environments that you're used to, to being involved with, don't just be separated, but be separated unto the Lord. Don't just be alone, be alone with God and let the lamb be the central figure of this story. Don't just let this moment pass you by and, 
be able to tell people, yeah, I lived through coronavirus. Yeah, that was a tough time. We used to have to disinfect everything 10 times a day. We had to wash our hands like crazy 50 times a day. It was an amazing. No, no, no. No, you need to make the lamb the centerpiece of this story. Let the lamb be what this is all about. Hallelujah. Because if you'll let the lamb be the centerpiece. Hallelujah. I want you to know that everything is going to be all right. The, 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 the key character in this whole episode we're involved in is not the virus. It's the Messiah. The key figure in this whole coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, is not the virus itself. It's the Lord of glory who brings salvation and healing and deliverance. And we give him praise for that. Make the lamb the centerpiece of your home. Let Jesus Christ be at the forefront. Let him be the shepherd, the good shepherd that leads you into life everlasting and leads you in the paths of righteousness. This lamb was to be slain. This lamb was to be, to have the blood of the lamb painted upon the doorposts of the home. And the beautiful thing about it is that when this occurred, the Bible said, the Lord said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Now, we're talking about Passover. I love this point that the scripture makes. It didn't start as a Passover. It started as a pass-through. The blood turned it into the Passover. This coronavirus... It's a pass-through, but the blood can turn it into a Passover. This, this economic downturn, it's a pass-through, but the blood can turn it into a Passover. This problem that this whole world is dealing with right now, it, it, it could take anybody and everybody down, but the blood of the Lamb of God can make what the devil meant for evil and turn it to the good. Even those that have passed away, that are, that are in Christ, I want you to know they're not sorrowful. They're rejoicing in the presence of Almighty God. We pray for their families who are sorrowful. We pray for their families who are grieving. And we need to do that and continue to do that, please. But the individual who died in Christ, that individual may be absent from the body, but is present with the Lord and would not want to come back into this world where rogue viruses are capable of breaking out. Hallelujah. Take the blood of the lamb and paint the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost. I'm going to tell you real quick how you paint the blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb of God, upon the doorposts of your home. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is how you paint the blood of the Lamb upon the doorpost of your home. Hallelujah. Finally, I want to point out that this Lamb of God, not only were they to paint the blood upon the doorpost, but they were to eat the Lamb. They were to consume the meat of the Lamb. Don't just let it be something to protect you in times of trouble, but let the Lamb of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ be your very meat, your sustenance, the very substance that strengthens you and gives you the ability to go on and see another day 
Hallelujah. So they had to eat the lamb, not just paint the blood on the doorpost. And those doorposts are interesting. The doorposts are interesting because the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord told them also to, to say in their homes, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and him only shall you serve. You shall love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said to put that on the doorposts of your home. Because that is, ladies and gentlemen, the encapsulation of the blood. Our God is one Lord. He wanted everybody to understand he is one Lord. Just so you knew, it wasn't somebody different who paid it all. It was the Lord of glory who became a man. And we have a high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Interesting here in Exodus chapter 12, because not only were they to paint the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, and not only were they to eat the meat that was the lamb, but then he said something interesting. He said, if the household be too little for the lamb, then you are to take that lamb and share it with your neighbors. Here's what I want you to know. The house is too little for the lamb. That's what we found out here at Tree of Life Church. And a lot of churches found this out. That this house is too little for the lamb of God. There's no way we can pin his glory and his power and his gospel into these four walls. It's had to move beyond these four walls and into our homes and into the streets of our city. And that's where you are right now. Don't be afraid to share it. Don't be afraid to testify of it. I love that the whole church is rising up and using whatever means is at their disposal to declare the message of Jesus Christ. That's what the old song means when it says, go tell it on the mountain, tell it in the valley low. That's what Jesus meant when he said, go, go tell it in the highways and in the byways. Compel people to come because this house is too little for the lamb. You're going to have moments arise of witnessing and you need to take advantage of it. We're baptizing people all the time. And I want you to know, as I've been preaching these last several services and live stream, what has been amazing, and I don't know if you've been able to hear it or not, I hear it, I can hear the baptismal tank water running, being filtered, because it's always ready for people to be baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ. I love that even though we can't have church as usual or business as usual, we can still baptize people as usual. People can still find God as usual and even more than usual. Hallelujah, just an extraordinary thing. We're baptizing people left and right and we give God all the praise and the glory because you cannot hymn this message of the Lamb into some construct or some building. It, it's too little. Go share it. Share it with your neighbors. Share it with your neighbors who have been, their curiosity has been piqued because of all of the unusual activities brought on by these recent developments. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Share it with whosoever will. Open up your mouth and tell somebody that yes, there is an answer. Yes, there is a way. Yes, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Yes, Jesus is coming again and he is the way, the truth, and the life. The house is too little for the lamb. Share it with all who will receive it in Jesus' name. 
Oh, I love the word of God. Haven't you been strengthened by the word of God that comes to us in these times of trouble? I can't wait till we can all worship together again and give God praise and glory. But I'm going to take this moment. Whatever this moment means and whatever will ultimately come from it, I'm going to take this moment and breathe it in and let the Lord perfect what he wants to do in his church in this moment in Jesus' name. I'm so glad you tuned in tonight. And, and, and we want to ask you, if you will, we're going to take some selfies and we're going to read some scriptures and I, what I want you to do is I want you to, in just a moment, I want you to grab your phone and, and just take a little selfie of yourself. And then I want you to send it to us, okay? You can send it to us by two means. You can send it to us uh, to a website address that will show up on the screen, uh, media at firststap.org. And you can send it to us by way of inbox on Facebook. Uh, but just take a selfie of you and your family as you are sharing the word of God, have your Bible open as you're live streaming and just, just send that in to us because we want to be able to, to see you and we want to be able to, to uh, just, just worship together in whatever little way that we can. And, and normally we'd be sitting here and, and, and even though we can't sit here, we can sit together in heavenly places in Jesus' name. I'm going to take a selfie right here on my phone and it's going to, here we got some good folks here. We got Brother Scott and Sister Caitlin behind me. Amen. Go ahead and take your selfie. Send it in to us. And if you will, just read the word of the Lord with us. We're going to read a few verses of scripture in your hearing. And, and let's just read it together. I want you to turn, if you will, to Exodus chapter 12. And we're going to read beginning at verse number 7. And then we're going to jump around, and I'll give you directions as we jump around. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 7. They shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. Verse number 11. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. It kind of sounds like where we are right now. Verse 13, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. Oh, hallelujah. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Verse number 23 of Exodus chapter 12. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over 
the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. If you'll turn with me now to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And we're going to read from verse number 2. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life and that thy days may be prolonged verse number four hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might and these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Now we're going to read now the seven statements that Jesus made upon the cross. Look with me to Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Luke chapter 23 and verse 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee today, Shalt thou be with me in paradise. John chapter 19 and verse number 26. John chapter 19 and verse 26. Let's read it together. And after eight days again, John chapter 19 and verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Mark chapter 15. And verse number 34. Let's read it together. Mark chapter 15 and verse 34. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? John chapter 19 and verse number 28 John chapter 19 and verse 28 after this Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled saith I thirst John 19 and verse 30 when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Luke chapter 23 and verse number 46. 
And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. This is the word of the Lord. Receive it into your hearts. Turn your eyes upon the Lamb of God. Turn your eyes away from this world and the things of this world. And turn your eyes upon the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Would you just, where you are, with your family, or if you're by yourself, could you just join me right now in a humble praise to the Lamb of God, who shed his own blood so that the destroyer could not come in unto us and a plague could not destroy us. Jesus said, do not fear that which can destroy your body. Fear that which can destroy your body and soul. We do not fear a thing that can wreak havoc upon a body. We know that the Lord is our healer. And if he chooses to let us enter into the door it's a door that leads unto life everlasting oh it's a joy to serve the Lord it's a joy to praise his name just lift your hearts unto God right now in the name of Jesus right where you are lift your hearts in praise unto the Lord
Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Mighty God, often we plead the blood of Jesus. But, but God, help us today that we be thankful for the blood of Jesus. God, we thank you that we have something to protect us from the evil of this world. We have so much sin in the members of our body. We have so much sin that has made its way into our hearts and minds through the years, left to our own devices and in our flesh. We are corrupt inside and out. But you, oh God, you are perfect in all your ways. You, oh God, are righteous and pure. There is no guile in you. There is no fault in you. And you stepped into our world. You took upon yourself this body of death. You lived a life above reproach, a life above sin, transgression, and iniquity. When you went to the cross, you went to the cross as the perfect sacrifice, the propitiation, the substitute. Oh, thank God. Thank God. It was something that none of us would ever be able to do. But you, in your great love and in your richness of mercy, you died the death that all of us, all of us deserve to die. And you took the penalty that all of us had coming to us. And you shed precious, perfect pure blood blood that has power over death blood that has power over every virus blood that has power over every sin every iniquity blood that has power over the enemy the adversary you shed that blood Lord for us on our behalf today we praise you we thank you oh God Lord, I feel a peace in this house. I feel a peace in the church. Lord, we are separated, every one of us, unto our respective homes. But I feel a peace. I feel a peace in the church. This spiritual body that are able to be together even when we are separate from one another. And oh God, I pray that peace will reign. Let the perfect love of Calvary's cross cast out fear. Fear. Fear of sickness. Fear of death. Fear of losing loved ones. Fear of losing livelihood. Fear. Be vanquished by the power of the love of God and the blood that Jesus shed upon Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you today. I worship you. I worship you. I lift your name. Let healing sweep through our city. Let healing sweep through our nation. 
Lord, let the blood of Jesus Christ be upon every health care worker. Let the blood of Jesus Christ be upon every household. Let the blood of Jesus Christ be upon every child and, and elder and senior. Every mother and father, every individual, let the blood of Jesus Christ be painted across our homes. Let revival sweep our land, oh God. Let revival sweep our land. Lord, speak to the hearts of men and women right now. Let them hear your still, small voice. In the precious name of the Lord. In the precious name of the Lord. Come on, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it for yourself. Receive it for your home. Receive it for your family. Claim it for your family. You've got a lost child. You've got a backslidden loved one. You've got somebody who's turned their back on God. Go ahead and claim it for them right now in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let's sing it together right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Crucified for my sins. He bled and died. Yes, he did. Lamb of God. Crucified for my sins. He bled and died. Lamb of God. Crucified for my sins. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh how precious. Oh, how precious is the blood of Jesus Christ. We pray that you will receive the word of the Lord. If you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you need to be baptized, that's part of painting the blood upon the doorposts of your home. Contact us. Let us know you're ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. Inbox us at Facebook. Let us know. Give us a call. Let us know you're ready to take that important step, that oh so important step of salvation, to repent of one's sins, to be baptized in Jesus' name, to be filled with His Spirit. The blood of Jesus is for you. We thank God that you've tuned in tonight. We pray that you have a wonderful weekend. Join us again tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Brother Loami Diaz has delivered a powerful word from the Lord. And we're eager to receive it in Jesus' name. God bless you tonight. And bless your family in the name of the Lord.